Hey guys, it's Simi and this is Rustling Unlimited as we are here on the, what's today's date? The 30th of August, 2021. Holy crap, it's almost September already. Crazy to think. Crazy to think. Wait, was 31st? Their brother's birthday's on Friday. I didn't even realize that. Damn, oh well. Gotta remember to send him a text message on Friday and say happy birthday. Anyways. Anyways, we're here to talk about Monday Night Raw. All I'm going to say about this Raw is, this is a weird one. And I was told, so, so, let's back it up for a second. So, about 30 minutes or so, well, actually, early Monday morning, which is today. I don't know why I said Monday morning, but early this morning, I get two two messages on, on Twitter and go, why are they no longer promoting Miz versus John Morrison on WWE.com? And I go, well, I don't know. I've been at the dentist with my daughter, haven't seen any wrestling stuff all morning. I told that to both people. So I get home, well, on to say noon Pacific time. Because when I take my daughter to go get a root canal. I get online, I go to WWE.com, I click Raw, I click Preview, no Miz and Morrison. But Sheamus and Bobby Lashley, boom, right there, front center. Also right there, boom, opening the show. Open challenge for the U.S. title. Then, then, and I'm going to pull this bad boy up on the screen. We get this in our email. Oh, that's the one about Raw coming to Fresno. I don't know if I'm going to go or not. Was it Raw? No, it's just WWE house show. I don't think I'm going to go to a house show. Screw that. So, this comes to emails. Get this. We got this. I got this. Let me switch to the correct screen. Monday Night Raw, right, right, right. Scroll. Bobby Lashley, Sheamus, still being advertised. This is at 1.30 Pacific time. Scroll down more. Hey, look who it is. It's Miz and Morrison. And, of course, even read Dewdrop, watch Raw talk, da 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 But Miz and Morrison there, after not being on the WWE, WWE.com preview. Then... About, I want to say, 30 minutes or so before Raw goes on the air, I see a tweet from Raj Geary of Wrestling Inc. And he says that they're no longer promoting on WWE.com, Bobby Lashley, Sheamus. And I go, really? Because I got it in the email thing. So I go on, check WWE.com, not there. So I send a message to somebody I know that would know anything within the company. And I say, hey, they're no longer, you know... Bobby Lashley, Sheamus, Ms. Morrison, no longer advertised what's up. All I get back in a response was, and I'm going to pull it up so I read it verbatim. All I got for a response to that question was. This is just these, these what, five words. Vince is in a mo bad move. Six words. Vince is in a bad mood. That's all I got. I sent back all. What do you mean? Didn't get anything else. But all I got was Vince is in a bad mood. So I guess maybe he ripped up the script. I don't know exactly what happened. I never got another message back other than Vince is in a bad mood. So we'll see. We'll see. 
I don't know what happened. Bobby Lashley wrestled on the show. Sheamus wrestled on the show. What the hell? Morrison wrestled on the show, but no Miz, not even backstage or in a segment. No Miz, period, which is very weird. Let me send this message really fast. But very weird. I just get back. Vince is in a bad mood. I say, what do you mean? Get nothing back. Nothing. I don't know if that is related to maybe they couldn't sign Adam Cole. I don't know if that's related to something that happened at Raw this morning when Vince got there or something that happened over the weekend. I don't know. All I know is it was Vince is in a bad mood. Nothing else. So we'll see. We will see. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Remember, if you are, oh, also, also, if you are watching on our Twitter, because we're now live on Twitter slash Periscope, whatever you want to call that, but put Twitter.com slash PW Unlimited or on Twitter at PW Unlimited. We're live there too. But with that, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out in the live chat by donating Twitch bits or hitting that donate button down below. Excuse me, hiccups. Also, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel here on Twitch one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Absolutely no extra cost to you because you're already paying Daddy Jeff Bezos for that Amazon Prime, whether that's Prime Shipping, whether that's Prime Video, or so forth. I think that's the only two options. But with that, all you got to do, link your Amazon account, link your Twitch account, and there you go. And if you say, well, I don't have Amazon Prime, well, how about your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, your girlfriend, your wife, your aunt, your uncle, the barista at Starbucks, the guy bagging your groceries at Sam's Club? Say, hey, you have Amazon Prime? If they say yes, then go, can, can, I, can I use it? And I link it to my Twitch so I can support PW Unlimited. Maybe they say yes. Maybe they say no. But it's worth a shot. But with that, also on the flip side, if you want to support us on YouTube, you can help us out in the live chat with a super chat or a super sticker donation, just like Jack Dawson. I really do appreciate that. Also, remember, you can subscribe to the channel as a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes like the one last week with myself and baby Huey, early access to... Well, not early access, but you get, uh, well, yeah, early access to non-news videos and so much more. And you can support us, patreon.com forward slash Unlimited. And the final thing, if you ever miss any of these podcasts and say, I don't want to watch the video, you can listen to them on all major podcast platforms for audio versions like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and so much more. But we've got Monday Night Raw to talk about. This was a what-the-hell what kind of show. Let's jump right into it. Monday Night Raw kicks off with an open challenge by the WWE United States Champion Damian Priest. Damian Priest comes out and gets a great reaction from the crowd. And just like Nikki Cross did a few weeks ago before, uh, what was it, before SummerSlam, he does the whole, man, I've been waiting so long to say this. Welcome to Monday Night Raw. And 
He does that. Talks about winning the championship. He says that he wants to respect the U.S. title, just like the men that held it before him, like Rey Mysterio, Jeff Hardy. He pauses and then says, and John Cena. Chris says he didn't want to be like Bobby Lashley, who runs away from challenges just like he did last week. Priest then says, I'm issuing an open challenge, and I'm awaiting a challenger. Let's go. And Priest, great delivery here. The spotlight on him, the way they presented this and everything, came off like a star. Like a freaking star. I really thought... That this was a great moment for him. It was an amazing moment when he won the title at SummerSlam. But this was a great moment as well because he was able to go out there uninterrupted, you know, until he called for people to interrupt, but uninterrupted, just cut the promo. Great delivery, great presentation of the spotlight on him and the, you know, the lights kind of turned down around him. I loved it. I really, really, really liked this. And fuck, Damian Priest, if used properly. He'd be a big star in this company. Any company, but this company, since he's there right now. Anyways, he issues the open challenge, and, well, out comes Sheamus. Sheamus comes out and says, well, he wants to knock that smile off of Damian Priest's face. He wants to get his title back. Drew McIntyre would then interrupt. He said he would love to see Priest beat up Sheamus for the fifth, 500th time. But it's probably time for somebody new to get a shot at that belt. And they go, Huh? Yeah, he's beat Sheamus a couple of times, but shouldn't Sheamus get a rematch? Which, technically he did, but mute point. McIntyre noted, he's never won the U.S. title. like, that's the one title that's eluded me. I've been the WWE champion. I've been the Intercontinental champion. I've been a tag team champion. I've never been the Universal champion, but he's never been U.S. champion, which is the only belt he needs to be, quote, a Grand Slam champion. This would then bring out, for some weird-ass reason, Bobby Lashley and MVP. They were booed and greeted with Goldberg chants. MVP said that they dealt with Goldberg already, and there's no reason for Lashley to issue an open challenge because his belt is already beating everybody with that belt on the line. And I go, okay, Priest didn't say that you should do an open challenge for the WWE title. Just don't run away from matches. That's what he meant. So, I don't know. This is very convoluted at this point. MVP then suggested that Lashley beat Priest and become a double champion in WWE. Out would then come Randy Orton and Riddle, the Raw Tag Team Champions, to Randy Orton's music. And I'm like, what are we doing here? What 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 is this? They receive a big reaction from the crowd, as you would expect. Then eventually the crowd just starts droning and droning and getting quieter and quieter. Orton said, MVP sucks, and Lashley was a greedy son of a bitch. Riddle wondered if he would even hold two belts. He audibly shrugged with the idea until Randy stopped him from talking. Lashley said that he did want two belts, but it didn't quite have to be just the WWE and the U.S. title. I'll go for tag titles. Lashley said, let's do it. Riddle then goes, how about we do an open challenge? Me and Randy against you and your your boy MVP for the tag titles. And MVP's like, no, I think it was Lashley goes, that's not how an open challenge works. Or someone said it. I can't remember exactly. No, Randy said it. Trying to think back. Randy said, that's not how an open challenge works. And MVP goes, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. He opened his mouth. We accept. Out comes Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville. They said, hold on. Wait a minute. 
These are all great ideas. Let's do something. Let's make things official. Night. The WWE Raw Tag Team Championships will be on the line when RK-Bro defends against the WWE Champion, the Almighty Bobby Lashley, and MVP. Also, we will see a triple threat match for the United States Championship when Damian Priest defends against both Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Sonya Deville says, yeah, these are great. Let's make them official. And they were made official, and all of a sudden, the music before anything else happens of Rhea Ripley hits, and she walks out on the stage. She does her whole kick the leg up and smash it down like no one's out there. She does her entrance like there's no one still standing out there from the previous segment. Like they said, oh, shit, we're running late. Just go. And we go to commercial. Come back from commercial. And if there wasn't enough talking at the open of this show, Rhea's on the mic. She goes, you know, I want to introduce you guys to somebody. It's the person that will be in my corner tonight. Nikki A-S-H. And Nikki A.S.H. comes out, whatever, and yeah. So, Nikki comes out. She's in the corner of Rhea Ripley as Rhea Ripley takes on Shayna Baszler, who's got Charlotte Flair out. They're not Charlotte Flair. Uh, Nia Jax out there. And Nia grabs the mic before the match. She's like, I'm going to run through Rhea, and I'm going to run through Nikki, and then later I'm going to squash that, that queen Charlotte Flair. And Shayna's like, the hell are you talking about? I'm the one in this match. Huh? Shane's like, just don't get in, get in the way, basically. We got a 10 and a half minute match here. Basically, Baszler completely dominated the first seven minutes of this match, which also went through a break. Ripley got her knees, uh, got her knees up and dared Baszler to come after her at one point. Ripley mounted her with a comeback, hit a drop kick and a Northern Light suplex for a two. Baszler tried applying an arm bar, but Ripley blocked it with a rope break. Baszler then applied the Carafuda clutch for a moment, but Ripley quickly countered it. At that moment, Jax ran over and grabbed Nikki Cross, slammed her down, Samoan drop on the outside. Then all of a sudden, she just starts to climb up into the ring. And all of a sudden, this, I guess, didn't really see it, but we're supposed to believe that it, it distracted Shayna long enough for Rhea to roll her up and get the... the well, actually, no. Shayna... Did the roll-up, which then got reverse countered into another roll-up by Rhea that ended up pinning Shayna. Then, oh boy, then, Nia runs in the ring. Rhea's not even all the way to her feet. Nia just blasts her with a clothesline against the ropes. I was told that some were concerned for Rhea at that point. She was checked on backstage after the match. Not sure exactly why, but it may have been from that spot. And... So, she gets clothesline. She bounces off the ropes. Nia's out there just throwing haymakers or whatever, I guess you could say. This looked bad. She didn't just clothesline Rhea. She clobbered her with her forearm across the side of the head. And like I said, I was told that, uh, well, Rhea was checked on by medical after the match just to be safe. So, we got a big, big reaction of booze here. For Nia Jax as she lays out Rhea Ripley. In the back, the Viking Raiders cut a big promo. Or a quick promo. They just say, the raid is on and everyone's going to see it. So, Viking Raiders. Kind of ruined a nothing match here tonight. It was the Viking Raiders against Jinder Mahal and Veer. Nothing happened in the first, like, three and a half minutes of this match. That went four minutes and 45 seconds. 
Erica one point made a made a comeback. Ivar wiped out Veer and Shanky with a senton off the apron. Mahal tried attacking from behind. They gave him the Viking experience and picked up the victories. The Viking Raiders defeat Jinder Mahal and Veer. McIntyre was shown in the back, walking out to the ring, as they say, after the break, the triple threat match for the United States Championship. And that's what we got. On a 21 and a half minute match that I really enjoyed it was Damian Priest, Drew McIntyre, and Sheamus. Again, I really enjoyed this match. So, um, since that says, yeah, her head hit hard on the ropes when she was blasted. Yeah, like whiplash kind of hard. Like, her, she got clotheslined into the ropes and her head. Let me see if I can pull the clip really fast. I think I have the clip. Mm, Let's try pulling the clip really fast. Yeah, I have a quick two-second clip. Let's see. Um, This is the spot I was talking about. Right there. See it one more time. We'll watch it a third time. Just rocked by Naya. Rocked. And... So, like I said, we had the triple threat for the United States Championship. I really enjoyed this match. It went 21 and a half minutes. McIntyre and Priest worked together early to take out Sheamus. Priest sent him over the barricade into the timekeeper's area. McIntyre and Priest were left standing as they went to break two minutes into the match. After the break, Sheamus was back and nailed Priest at the flying clothesline for a two. Sheamus also sent McIntyre into the ring post. Priest fought back, but Sheamus cut him off with a backbreaker. Sheamus clubbed Priest's chest and posed until McIntyre went after him with an overhead suplex and a neckbreaker. Sheamus avoided a charge, and McIntyre went, into the, went shoulder first into the post. Priest knocked down Sheamus with a spinning heel kick. Priest hit McIntyre with a series of strikes, but McIntyre booted him and knocked him out of the ring. McIntyre followed this up with a big flip dive to wipe out both opponents on the outside. He followed this up with a Michinoku driver on Priest for a close near fall. This led to another big spot where Sheamus hung McIntyre upside down on the turnbuckle and set up Priest for a superplex. McIntyre then sat up, grabbed Sheamus. Sheamus would superplex Priest as McIntyre would German suplex Sheamus. And they all came crashing down. Very cool spot. After a commercial break, McIntyre and Sheamus traded strikes until Sheamus hit an Alabama slam for a two. Sheamus applied a clover leaf, but Priest kicked him in the head and hit a choke slam. McIntyre broke up the cover. Priest set up for set up McIntyre for the reckoning, but Priest, or, but yeah, he took a Priest took a broke kick from Sheamus. Priest fell out of the ring, so Sheamus couldn't make that cover. McIntyre then gave Sheamus a future shock DDT. He went for the claymore, but Sheamus caught him with a knee strike for a close near fall. Uh, white noise off the middle rope by Sheamus, but McIntyre kicked out basically at the last second. I think Priest also kind of broke it up at the last at that moment as well. McIntyre then knocked Sheamus out of the ring with a Claymore kick. McIntyre and Priest had an exchange that led to Priest hitting the Reckoning and pinning Drew McIntyre to pick up the victory. Yes, Priest didn't just pin Sheamus like most people probably would have expected. He pinned Drew McIntyre. That's called a vote of confidence from the office, letting him pin Drew McIntyre. You think, oh, they make it a triple threat. Drew doesn't have to get pinned. Sheamus can take that pin. He'll be fine. No. They let him pin freaking Drew. After the match, Drew and, and Priest had a brief stare down of respect before shaking hands. I thought this match was great. 
Again, huge win for Damian Priest, actually getting the, the pin on Drew McIntyre. Again, I said it at the start of this. Bro's going to be a freaking star. He's got all the makings, all the makings of star, of a star, a big time. I don't know if they ever put the world title on him, whether that's the WWE or Universal. But he's going to be a guy that's going to challenge for that title multiple times, probably, and elevate that U.S. or even Intercontinental title if he ever gets that in the future. I would love to see Damian Priest, even if it's a, a short couple month run with the WWE Universal Championship in the future. How old is Damian Priest? That's a good question. Damian. There's an M in there. Damian Priest age. Damian Priest is 38. So he's not a young buck, but he's not super old. There's guys still going like Seamus. He's 44. Seamus is... 43, 44 in January. So, I mean, if Priest goes that long, 43, 44, 45, he's still got 48, 49, 50, uh, 38, or 39, 40, 41, 40. He's still got five good years, at least. Well, actually, no. He'll be 39 in a couple of weeks, actually. His birthday September 26th. Still, he's got four or five good years, probably. Uh, since Saturday says, yeah, I think Damian Priest should win the Royal Rumble. I would love to see it. At least right now, if if they elevate him properly, that would be cool. But the way he's his level right now, not yet. I don't think he's big match WrestleMania yet. But also, you've got to think they've got a good, good little bit of confidence in him for a him pinning Drew in this triple threat, and b since coming to the main roster, he has still not lost a singles match. He has still not lost a singles match since coming to the main roster. And actually, I'm going to look something else up really fast. What is this? I know it doesn't matter in WWE, but the way he hasn't lost many matches, I want to see what his actual, like, straight up record is in WWE. His actual record in WWE right now, as far as the main roster goes, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 1, 2, 23. So here's the thing. On the main roster, on Monday Night Raw and pay-per-views, not counting the Royal Rumble, Damian Priest has had 23 matches. I mean, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. 22 matches he's had on the main roster. Damian Priest only lost twice. Only lost twice. And you know what he lost? He lost a battle royal, which Riddle ended up winning when Randy had to vacate his spot in the last chance for money in the bank or whatever. So he lost that. That's a battle royal. You can even nix that and say, don't count that. It's like the Rumble. And the other match he lost was 
a two-on-one handicap match against Miz and Morrison the night after WrestleMania. Other than that, Damian Priest hasn't lost a match at all on the main roster. Wild to think. And you could even go a little farther and say that he's actually had almost 26, 27 matches and still only lost the two if you count live events and dark matches. So they're really, really, really keeping Damian Priest strong with him only having, with him going 20 and two and the two, at least one of the two, well, technically it would be 20 and three if you count the Royal Rumble, which we're not counting the Royal Rumble. One of those is just a battle royal. And the other one's a handicap match. So it's like, damn. Damn. They're really doing great things with Damian Priest right now. Um, so next up, the announcer said we'd get footage of Goldberg after the break. The live crowd only saw Goldberg up next and screamed. Then they showed footage of Goldberg coming out of, I don't know if it was a gym or a garage or something. It says Goldberg's garage on his shirt. He's getting into his truck, and they're asking him about his son and Bobby Lashley, and he's just like, you know, Bobby Lashley attacked my son. Like, I, I'm actually hurt right now. I have ligament issues in my knee, and I have an impending knee surgery coming up. But my son's also got shoulder problems and stuff. A man of that size could have really done, he said, a man of that size could have really done damage to my son. And he goes to get in his truck, and he closes the door. He turns his head back, and he goes, you know what? I'm not just gonna. I'm not coming, Bobby Lashley and the WWE Championship anymore. I'm coming for Lashley and his soul. My plan is to rip it out of his freaking chest. And the only thing, so I saw this video earlier today on on YouTube. WWE posted this on their YouTube channel, and the whole time I'm watching this, the graphic designer, video editor in my head's going on, going, going. Why'd they change this video? Why does it look different? Oh, my God. Why did they change this video? So, if you're saying, what do you mean, why did they change this video? I'm going to show you guys something here. Let me pull up my tweet. I sent this tweet out. Because for some odd reason, this is what the video looked like on YouTube. The colors, the brightness, and all that. Then you go to Monday Night Raw, completely changed the color grading, upped the brightness on the video. Like, what? Huh? Why do you take the time to do that? Why did you have to waste somebody, an editor's time, to color grade this video twice? Color graded it there. Maybe you didn't color grade it there. Maybe that's straight out the camera. You put that on YouTube. Go for it. But then you changed the color grading here. You up to the brightness. What the heck, WWE? Was it needed? No. Could have just shown the exact same video. Like, the video was exactly cut the same way on both versions. But for some reason, they had to upload it this way on YouTube, which kind of looks like the raw footage. And then they color graded it and up to the brightness for, for raw. I know for most of you, that doesn't matter. You're like, what the fuck you talk about? Who cares about that? I've been in graphic design and video editing for over 15 years. And to me, as soon as I see something like that, my, my wheels start spinning and I just can't stop thinking about it. Yep. It's the nerd in me, I guess you can say. Anyways. Anyways. 
going forward. Reginald was yet at another park. And he's walking around saying that he loves seeing the sights as the 24-7 champion. He gets to visit all these different cities and parks and this and that. And all of a sudden, there's someone behind him in a wig and someone in a dog costume. And he notices them and he's like, oh, I know who this is. So he looks back. Truth sees that he notices them and goes, referee, let's go. Let's go, dog. And Reginald runs, jumps over a fence. They get to the fence and Truth's like, Reggie, why'd you have to jump the fence? There's a gate right here. So they open the gate. Reggie does some flips or whatever. He goes under this playscape where he's, Truth says something about Spider-Man's web or something like that. Reggie runs off. There you go. Whatever. I don't know. He's still a 24-7 champion. They couldn't catch him. It was Tazawa in the dog costume. WWE then congratulated themselves on having over 25 million followers on Instagram by showing photos that are not even on their Instagram, by showing photos on their superstars' Instagram pages. So I didn't look this up, but I'm going to look it up right now anyways. WWE on Instagram. Is it they have 25 million? Or collectively, yes, it's them, okay. But it's funny because they're showing all these pictures on Instagram that are not even on their Instagram. It's on the WWE superstars' personal Instagrams and stuff. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Next up, we had Eva Marie. Well, next up, it was scheduled for Eva Marie and Dewdrop. Match didn't happen. And that's exactly what I expected. So, Eva Marie in the ring. She comes out first and Dewdrop comes out and she turns her back to Dewdrop as Dewdrop's making her entrance to show some disrespect. Dewdrop didn't like this and attacks Eva Marie from behind. Beats her up, lays her out in the mat where Eva Marie's holding the back of her neck and her head and she's sitting there and the referee goes over to Mike Rome. He's like, come here Mike and, and Mike Rome's like, I have just been informed that Eva Marie is not able to compete. And I'm like, oh, okay, we saw that coming. Dewdrop grabs the mic and goes, and the winner of this match, Dewdrop! And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Dewdrop then runs off by high-fiving all the people in the front row and smiling, happy-go-lucky, ah, ha, ha, beat Eva Marie. What the fuck was this bullshit? So is Dewdrop the heel? She attacked Eva from behind and then Declared herself the winner. Is Dewdrop a heel? I have no clue. Sarah Shriver interviews Charlotte Flair about what Nia Jax said earlier today. She says she's going to squash you and beat you up or whatever. And Charlotte's like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm not worried about Nia. Well, you should have been. because She fucking hurt you. Legit in this match. And we'll pull a clip up like I just did for the other. But, wow. Uh, Gabriel Press, please, no spoilers. We've talked about this before. If something gets filmed, uh, like a raw taping for main event, or say Dynamite for, for um, what's it called, for um, Rampage, please no spoilers in the chat. Some people watch main event and don't want it to be spoiled for them. So please, I know you didn't put spoilers in the chat, but you literally said, anyone want main event spoilers? I get you just put the matchups, which is fine. But please, no spoilers. Please, no spoilers. So next up, we had a match that went about four minutes too long. It was a four-minute and 16-second match. 
Karrion Cross against Humberto Carrillo. Carrillo was getting dominated for the first minute or two before uh, he mounted a brief comeback. But Cross gave him a Saito suplex and put him in the Cross jacket to pick up the victory again. This match went four minutes too long. All Cross needed to do was run at him, clothesline him. Saito suplex, Cross jacket, bing, boom, bong. There you go. And he wore the dumb outfit again. Fucking suspenders and mask. What the hell? What the hell? In the back, Jax was interviewed by Sarah Schreiber. She said that she was going to crush anyone that gets in her way. She wanted to shove Charlotte's imaginary crown up her royal behind. I'm like, okay. So they just totally dropped Alexa Bliss and Charlotte. Now it's Naya that wants to go for the belt. It's like, screw Alexa. She wasn't even on the show tonight. I didn't see... Unless I missed something, which I did miss about five minutes in this Nia-Charlotte match because I was tending to my children. But, yeah. Yeah. I didn't get an official time on this match because, again, I missed maybe five minutes of it. But it went over 10 minutes. It went over, like, 12 minutes. But they fought to a break. They went back and forth early on. Jax then hit an ugly-looking spinebuster before the break. And an even worse looking backdrop after the break. And I think I have those clips already pulled up here. I know I have one of them already pulled up. Um, da, 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 da. I don't have the spine buster clip, but I do have this one. Pull this up here. This is the, the back break or the back suplex or you want to call it. Hold on. Actually, there might be more to this. Yeah, watch this backdrop. She just, ooh, right on Charlotte's head and shoulder. Just dumps Charlotte right on her head and shoulder. Like, I didn't hear anything about Charlotte tonight as far as if she was checked on backstage. I was just told Rhea Ripley. But boy, is that, did that look bad. And these two look like they ended up getting into a shoot after that. It looked like Charlotte was legit throwing shots at Nia Jax. And these two look like they got lost in them for a moment. So it was like a minute after that. I missed about three or four or five minutes of this match. Charlotte at one point tried to moonsault, but Jax got her knees up, sort of. Jax hit a Samoan drop, but missed a leg drop. They began shoving each other and maybe got in some real shots here. I think Charlotte was looking a little perturbed, as you would say. Jax eventually hit a hard choke slam and pinned the queen, the Raw Women's Champion. This was a mess. At least what I saw of it. So, I I know the match went over 11 minutes. I don't know the exact time. I didn't get that. But this looked like it turned into a, a fight. Charlotte at one point got mad. And like she threw a real shot at Nia once or twice. After Nia dumped her twice on her head. Not good at all. Not good at all. From the back, John Morrison... Said that uh, his, his acting coach wanted him to be the bigger man against um, The Miz. He said, but he's not going to take on The Miz tonight because he wants to take on a big man. And the biggest man he knows is Omos, who has asked for a match against Omos tonight. The Miz went back to Hollywood. He wants to face Omos. Morrison wanted to impress his acting coach. Omos said, quote, sucks to be you, and walked off as Morrison said, yeah, I guess it does. And we get a two-minute almost versus Morrison match. Morrison flew around trying to avoid almost, but almost knocked him down with the clothesline and one with a tree slam. Then all of a sudden, out comes Xavier Woods randomly. We get a seven-minute match where Styles just wins clean. 
I don't know what's going on here. They were building up the new day against Miz and Morrison. Then we hear Kofi ain't cleared. So then they're doing just Xavier versus Miz and Morrison. Then they break up Miz and Morrison. Now it's what? The new day against Styles and almost. I don't know what the hell's going on here, but Styles won clean a seven minute match. Not much to talk about. He tapped out Woods, the calf crusher. Woods was crawling to the ropes and almost got there before he tapped out, which was a little weird that they teased that he wasn't out and wasn't out and then just tapped. Had a pretty good match. Crowd wasn't actually really into it for some reason. I thought the two worked really well together, but the crowd just never got into us. Maybe it was because they were still down from the Charlotte Rhea ma- or Charlotte Nia match and never got popped back up for the almost John Morrison match. And like we're still kind of on that eh, mood. AJ and almost joined commentary for the upcoming Raw Tag Team title main event. They went 12 minutes. So Riddle started off this match and wiped out MVP and Lashley with a dive, which led to a break about a minute or two in. Despite that, the heels worked over Riddle after the break. Orton made a hot tag and hit MVP with a clothesline. Punches in the corner and a power slam. Orton set up for the RKO, but decided to give Lashley a draping DDT instead. MVP then booted Orton and sent him into the post. Lashley tagged in and worked over Orton until Riddle tagged himself in. <clears throat> Riddle hit and missed a Pele kick, ripcord knee strike, and a floating bro. But MVP broke up the cover by stomping on the exposed foot of Riddle. I like that. I like that a lot. Take advantage of his flaws, I guess you could say, not wearing shoes. Lashley then went after Orton on the outside, but Orton shoved him into the post. Almost then put his hands on Orton, but Riddle saved him by dropkicking almost. Styles went after Orton, but Orton dropped him with an, uh, dropped him on the announce table. Riddle then gave MVP a floating bro and picked up the victory to retain the Raw Tag Team Championships. Big pop by the crowd. As Riddle celebrated, Lashley gave him a spear. Lashley was about to do more damage when Orton jumped in and RKO'd Bobby Lashley, and they made a big deal on commentary. Oh my God! Randy Orton just RKO'd the WWE Champion. Randy Orton just RKO'd Bobby Lashley. Randy Orton just RKO'd the almighty WWE Champion Bobby Lashley. Orton and Riddle stood over Bobby Lashley as the show went off the air. Strong, strong ending there with Randy Orton, with MVP taking the pin, of course, but, but not just that, but then Randy hitting the RKO on the WWE Champion. I don't think they go to Bobby Lashley versus Randy Orton right now, but it's a good possibility. And I think that would be a really, really great match. But with that, guys, that was Monday Night Raw. As far as the show does go, I thought it was an okay show, a little weird in at spots and stuff. I know Vince was pissed off. It seems like maybe he ripped some stuff up because two matches that were announced a week ago on last week's Raw didn't even happen. But with that, guys, you know what I thought of the show. Now I want to know what you guys thought of the show. Text in your thoughts to 510-906-1341. Again, that number is 510-906-1341. Also, let's check the text messages. No, the, the polls. As far as the Twitch poll does go, 75% of you like tonight's Raw and 25% didn't. As far as the, let's see, da, 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 YouTube poll, 51% of you liked tonight's Raw, 34% thought it was just all right, and 15% did not like the show. 
going forward. Text messages here. Got a good number of them. Um, this person says, what is the point of even putting even Marie in a match knowing that she has no skills in the ring and you know the match will be a squash? Not necessarily, because the match with Alexa Bliss at SummerSlam was not a total squash. It was one-sided, but I wouldn't call it a squash. And didn't even do the match tonight on Raw. So, I don't know. Also, this person says, why couldn't WWE put Drew McIntyre in the, the spot to face Karrion Cross instead of Humberto? Because, no. You want, you want Cross to just beat up guys right now that kind of don't mean anything. Like guys that are not in any elevated spots. Because you want Cross to just keep beating up guys and beating up guys and beating up guys. And then you put him against established guys. Right now, there's no reason for him to be facing somebody like a Drew McIntyre. He's got competition in guys like Humberto Carrillo. You want to learn right now. Karrion Cross should be out there beating guys in 45 seconds to a minute. That's it. And beating McIntyre that quick would mean something, but too soon. It says, who do you see facing Bobby Lashley at Extreme Rules for the WWE Championship? That's a hard one because, well, the only person that I see this built, built up towards is Randy Orton, and I don't see that match happening. The only person that seems legit in a spot to challenge Bobby is Randy because he gave him the RKO at the end of the show. Nobody else is built up as a, a strong challenger yet. Or says, I think Raw do good and weird tonight. Do you see any change at pay-per-view next month? Also, do you think Johnny Gargano being top... What? Again, if you guys can't write with proper sentence structure and just run on after run on sentence, I ain't going to read or respond. Like, I No. Versus what was the point of them setting up Lashley versus Sheamus last week? Your guess is as good as mine. I've asked about it, and I have no clue. Like I said, I asked about it and was told, Vince is in a bad mood. Uh, says, did you hear WWE signed Jacob Fatu? They did. Yes, I did hear about that. We signed the younger brother of the Usos. Great to hear it. Great to hear it. Versus says, when is the draft happening? I thought it was going to be this week or next. So... Andrew Zarian of the Matt Men podcast reported they were supposed to be in late August. I never heard that. I was actually told counter of that. No, there's never been talks of it running early. He's still running with the idea that it was supposed to. I was told that was a false report that whoever he heard that from had bad info. October. The plan from what I was told by multiple sources, October, 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 as usual for the draft. So again, Andrew Zarian had reported, hey, August? Not true. It says, will RK Bro collide, uh, be colliding? Yeah, no, that's not even a proper sentence. Any updates on Adam Cole? Yeah, go check my YouTube channel on my website. I put him up today. He's a free agent. It says, do you think we met C Priest versus McIntyre one and one? Again, not going to read these if I can't even read them myself and make them out. Um, this was said uh, so much for Sirius Morrison. I was hoping after Miz turning on him, he dropped the drip, drip, drip. America's moist wanting. So was I. So he said, uh, I was hoping he dropped the drip, drip. America's moist wanted gimmick. Guess not. Yeah, I, I was hoping so as well, but he's too good in that role. And when Vince sees that you could do comedy and do it well, you're going to be stifled for a while. You're going to be stifled for a while. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitch.com, no, Twitter.com forward slash PW Unlimited. Remember, we will be live tomorrow night for NXT. 
Don't got any spoilers for that show, so I don't know what's going on. And we'll see how it all does go. But with that, have a great rest of your Monday night. Have a great Tuesday, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for NXT. Have a good one, guys.